it's time for worship. Would you stand and sing with us, please? Human Relations Day. I don't know what that is. Maybe the pastor will enlighten us. Uh, welcome to worship. Just so you know, there is a children's service going on right now over in the fellowship hall. If there are any children who are interesting, interested in being served, uh, it's happening now. 
you should have received in your email this week uh, that we have a new communication tool where you can receive a text message of critical information from the church. You have to subscribe, so if this is of interest to you, please check your email from January 11th. Please continue to make reservations for indoor worship with the office by noon on Wednesdays. Our scripture reading this morning is from 1 Samuel uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. The word of the Lord. Shall we pray together, please? Loving God, we gather this morning to worship and praise you. You have brought us again to this place so we may praise your name. Strengthen us with your mighty power. Guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit that in all our activities we may never forget you. Gracious God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth. Grant that all of your children seek after you and find you, that there will be one fold of the Good Shepherd. Pour out your spirit so that your kingdom is known to all. In the holy and powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. It's good to see all of you here on this beautiful, beautiful morning. Genesis 1-3 says, And God said, Let there be light. Let there be light. I like to advertise a lot of places in Texas. I do it a lot. I think Texas highways or parks and wildlife ought to acknowledge me. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Have any of you ever been to the Caverns of Sonora? Anybody in here been to the Caverns of Sonora? We have a couple. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because we have a couple of people like me who hang out in the other parts of the state too. Caverns of Sonora, like most caverns are dark places. And when you go inside of there, you have a guide, somebody that you follow. 
through the dark places, somebody to keep you on the path. Because there are certainly areas there where if you stepped off the path, you wouldn't like it, right? You wouldn't like it at all. I'm here this morning to remind all of us that when Jesus told his disciples and when he tells us to follow him, he's just trying to keep us on the path for our own good, right? Our scripture reading this morning comes from the gospel according to John, the end of the first chapter of John, starting at verse 43. Consider the word of the Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angel of God descending and ascending upon the Son of Man. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Gracious and loving God, we thank you that you sent Jesus that you sent Jesus to keep us on the path, that you sent Jesus to die for us and save us, for we can't save ourselves. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. So the first thing after Jesus says, follow me to Philip, is Philip follows him. Now, in this particular passage, there are a couple of things I want us to be aware of, but one of them I want us to be aware of is that Philip and Nathaniel in this passage show us some things that disciples should do. Disciples should do. And I also want to say a word about the word disciple. I think it's gotten kind of anemic kind of anemic in today's culture and in the church today. A disciple is someone who closely, closely follows 
they're in, in, in this particular context, in this time, they're rabbi. And they do what he teaches them to do. A real good term for disciple that maybe brings it closer to home, but these days maybe not so much either, is an apprentice. An apprentice is someone who works with a master in whatever that, the particular field is and learns how to do what that master does. But like I said, Philip and Nathaniel show us a few things here that disciples certainly should do. The first one is they find somebody to follow. They find somebody to follow. You know, when you go to the caves of Sonora, you don't have to find somebody to follow. They assign you somebody to follow, and you just follow them through the cave, right? And they've got the flashlights, and they know where to stand, and they know where the water's falling, and they know the difference between the stalactites and the stalagmites and all those other good things that they ought to do. But a disciple of Jesus first finds Jesus, and then they answer his call. Just like Samuel did when Eli finally got him straightened out. And when God called, Samuel said, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Your servant is listening. So the disciples respond to what Jesus says. And then they recognize Jesus for who Jesus is. He's the Messiah, the Son of God. And we see all these things in this very short passage here from John. And then what does Philip say to Nathaniel? He says, come and see. What did and by the way, see, this is, this is great. There's all sorts of humor in the Bible. And this is a place that I believe there's some humor that John stuck in there. Of course, Jesus had humor all over the place. In the dialogues of Jesus, we see it very, very much. But what did Nathaniel say? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's like a football rivalry between Pampa and Borger, right? Cana and Nazareth were sort of rival villages, and uh, Nathaniel came from Cana. How do we know that Nathaniel came from Cana? It doesn't say so here, right? It says it over in chapter 21. It says that Nathanael came from Cana. They're in the last chapter of John. So again, one of the best things for us always to remember is one of the, the best tool for interpreting the Bible is the Bible or for learning the Bible. So there are many, many places that, that we can learn things. And of course, chapter 21 is where Jesus met the disciples on the shore after they had gone back fishing. And here's a question for you to ponder. If you look there at the first of John chapter 21, how many disciples are on the beach? Seven. So where are the other? And I, I say four, not because I don't know math. I can cipher. But because I, Judas is already gone. So we're down to 11. Okay, so where are the other four? Anyway, something to think about. So, back to, back to today's narrative. 
in chapter 1 as opposed to chapter 21, the other thing that disciples do is they bring other people to Jesus. They bring other people to Jesus. And that's what Philip did when he went and got Nathaniel. When he get, went and got Nathaniel. And so Jesus talks to Nathaniel, and Nathaniel says, How do you know me? And Jesus says, I saw you under the fig tree. I saw you under the fig tree. Apparently, Nathaniel had been sitting under a fig tree, eating figs or meditating or sleeping or something. And Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree. Now, this amazed Nathaniel. He says, wow, this man saw what I was doing. He must be the Son of God. And what does Jesus say? He says, just because I said I saw you under the fig tree, you say I'm the Son of God? He says, you'll see greater things than this. You'll see the angels descending and ascending on the Son of God. Now, what's Jesus alluding to there? He's alluding to Jacob and Jacob's ladder, right? Y'all remember Jacob, Jacob, Jacob the supplanter, Jacob who was always Jacob who was trying to trip up his brother Esau even in the womb, right? Said he grabbed a hold of his heel. And then we know he, he got his birthright and he got his inheritance. But when you when you treat people like that and you live that kind of life, what happens to you? You end up running away with nothing but the clothes on your back and sleeping with a rock for a pillow. That's what happens. But the good news is, the good news is, even if you're that kind of person and even if you end up sleeping with a rock for a pillow, God doesn't forget you. God doesn't forget you, and God is there. And Jacob had that vision, and he saw the ladder, and he realized that God was in that place. And he realized that that was the house of God. And he realized that if you had the right attitude or the right perception, you could see heaven and earth coming together wherever you were. And this is what Jesus, I believe, was also telling Nathaniel and Philip and whoever else was standing around there, right? Because the you he uses in, in, in verse 51 is plural. He's not talking just to Nathaniel. The you in verse 51 is y'all. It's not just a you, okay? Because he's talking to whatever, whatever disciples are in earshot there. And he says, you too will see greater things than this. You'll see where heaven opens up and is manifest on earth. That's what happens when what? When you follow Jesus. When you follow Jesus. Now I was thinking about this naturally, right? I wanted us this morning to consider that. And I thought of some times when I've seen metaphorically heaven opening up 
and making itself manifest here on earth. One of the most amazing blessings I've ever had in my life is having the privilege of prison ministry. And I really, if any of you even have the slightest inkling about doing that, I encourage you to talk to me. I encourage you to talk to me and do it because it'll change your life. It really will. But on one occasion when I was at another unit, not around here, doing prison ministry, there was a man who was making a list. It was just a naughty list. He wasn't making a nice list at all. He was making a naughty list of everybody that he wanted to get back at. He was making plans to do them harm when he got released from prison, including the, of course, district attorney who had been prosecuted him, had been very instrumental in getting him there. Well, because he decided to follow Jesus, he took all that documentation, and it was about this much, and burned it, and burned it, and forgave all of those people that were responsible. Of course, actually, he was responsible himself, and he realized that, for being in prison, but he misjudged like we all do a lot of times and blamed other people, but he forgave them. If you follow Jesus, you'll see forgiveness. Another thing you'll see is healing, is healing. I have a very good friend who six years ago, one day, just his kidneys shut down. He ended up in the emergency room of the hospital. They diagnosed him. He had a very, very rare kidney disease and was told that he would be on dialysis until they could get him a kidney transplant. Well, he didn't like that report. Neither did a lot of us who were close to him and around him. So we prayed. We did what it tells, us, tells you to do in the book of James. We anointed him with oil, and we prayed. And you know what? He didn't continue on dialysis, and he didn't get a kidney transplant. And he's doing very, very well today. Jesus said, follow me. If you follow Jesus, you'll see healing, which is much like he told Nathaniel, much more than just somebody telling you what's going to happen or what they saw happen when they weren't in the room. And then the latest one I've got that I want to share with you all this morning, this, this I just became aware of just the, just the other day. Because I got, I got an email from some friends of mine who are missionaries in Africa. They've been missionaries there for a number of years. And the place that they've been operating out of, as, as, as things have turned out with them following Jesus, as things have turned out, 
the mission field, the really ripe mission field from, for them now is far away from where their headquarters are and where they live. So they sought the Lord about it and decided they needed to move to this remote area where the mission field was ripe. But life is life, and we all have, we all have our uh, situations. So they went to the area. They went, they, they went to the area. Actually, the husband did. The wife stayed back, back at the headquarters. The husband and one of their main Bible teachers went to this area, and I would have never dreamed it, but a lot of the, a lot of the land there, even a half acre, a half acre, was selling for about $20,000. Some of the half acres were selling for $20,000 in pretty remote areas. No water, no electricity, no road. You know, not what we would consider prime real estate, right? They went to have lunch, and a relative, I believe it was a nephew of the Bible teacher, came up and said, did you know the man right across the street here is going to sell some land? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, he already has a deal to sell an acre of land for $10,000 with some people from a nearby city. And they're going to come tomorrow and buy the land. So they went and talked to the man, and his wife was there and overheard him and said, you need to cancel the transaction with the people coming from the city and sell your land to this man. And I'll tell you why. But first, but first, I want to remind you, did y'all catch when Carl read from 1 Samuel chapter 3. If you didn't catch it, go back and read it later. When Carl read from 1 Samuel chapter 3, it said what? Right up at the first of what he said. It said, but in those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there weren't very many visions, right? The woman says, God spoke to me. God spoke to me and told me that you should sell the land to a man who had the same name as my friend. He sold not only one acre, but he sold him three acres, and not for $10,000, but for $7,000. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This just happened two weeks ago. So if you follow Jesus, if you follow Jesus, you still hear from God and you see remarkable things. You see miracles. You see miracles. So this morning, as we think about Jesus and Philip and Nathaniel, and we think about staying on the trail in dark places like in the caverns of Sonora.
where it's good to have a flashlight, I want us to remember what Jesus said. Jesus said what? In John 8, verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, will have the light of life. Amen? Now, I turned things around because I completely got up here and vegged on rainbows and rattlesnakes. And it's not because I don't want to do rainbows and rattlesnakes. It's just because I wanted to keep everybody on their toes. No, it's just because I forgot it, right, all together and just got up here and started out. So let's just go on. The first, the first rainbow I have this morning is it's the rainbow to see all of y'all here on this beautiful morning. I'm glad to see you, and I'm glad to be here and remind you. I want to remind you something that I don't remind you of often enough, and that is that God loves you each and every one of you. And God loves you very, very much. Don't forget it. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, again, we thank you for the beauty of the day and for all that you bless us with. We are so very, very blessed. And we are blessed to be a blessing to others. Lord, we lift up those we've named and many who we've left unnamed. But you know who they are. You know our needs before the words are formed on our tongues. Lord, we lift up all of those who don't have jobs, who don't have the adequate necessities of life, who don't know your love and mercy. We lift up those in war-torn areas of the world. We lift up all of those who are in despair. Lord, we lift up our nation. We lift up the leaders of this nation. We lift up this nation in, its, in this time of transition. We lift up all the leaders of the world that they would seek and do your will, that your kingdom might be made known. For as your word tells us, if we will but follow your son if we will just say yes Lord your servant is listening then we would see heaven break out all around us guide us with your Holy Spirit quicken your word within us for it is life and light and goodness. Teach us always to follow your son Jesus who taught us to pray saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now go in peace. And as you go, go with the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the unity of the Holy Spirit. Amen.